traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents the newest and greatest podcast in the galaxy, The Real Dirt with Chip Baker, your insider industry connection to accurate and entertaining information about cannabis technology, production, cultivation, and everything in between. The Real Dirt with Chip Baker is a podcast series featuring the cannabis industry's expert pioneer growers, venture capitalists, lawyers, and dispensary owners, rolling joints and dropping knowledge about cannabis technology, production, cultivation, and everything in between. The future of legal cannabis has arrived, and we want to give you the real dirt with Chip Baker. Hey, this is the real dirt, and on today's dirt, I have the pleasure of smoking out and hanging out with my friend Jeff from Natural Remedies. How's it going? It's going awesome, Jeff. I'm so stoked to have you on the show today. Thank you. For one, you always show up with a big sack of weed. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if you want to have a good time, you know. Got to roll it up. It doesn't hurt to show up roll with a nice bag up. of weed. No doubt. I mean, how many parties have been ruined by a nice sack of weed? None. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never. Yeah, it might have It might have slowed some parties down, maybe, but exactly, man. Sometimes you'll get a few. If, if you're at the wrong party, you might get a funny look here and there. But then, you know, you'll find out who the cool people are real quick. And have you ever been to a concert or a show and you fire it up and people walk away? <sighs> you know? I've actually been to Sector 9 shows like this. Really? Totally. Like in other states. People just like, scatter. Well, the cops are coming. You're smoking weed. I'm Usually, I, yeah, I, sometimes, you know, the worst things I'll get is I'll get the people from three or four rows away sniffing it out. And next thing you know, they're sitting next to you. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> What about that look you get from across the aisle, like three, four people down? The guy's like, oh, I wish I was sitting next to him. I wish I was sitting next to him. You know, I was at a concert at Red Rocks about a month ago, uh, seeing the Disco Biscuits, and uh, one of my buddies was looking for me, and he said, Jeff, I could smell you three rows away. I couldn't find you. Couldn't find you. He goes, I could smell you, and I knew right where you were, though. Uh, this is true, man. You have a long-standing history and reputation of having the super dank weed, Jeff. Yeah, you know, I it's something I guess I personally I've always been kind of oblivious to it. It's just uh <laughs> naturally comes to you. It's just yeah, you know, I don't So many people try so hard. So can't make it. So many people try so hard, so many people toot their own horn, so many people are 
they're just too caught up in trying to be the best or having the best. Uh, and they want to put that image out and they, they really, they want you to know it. They want you to believe it. They want you to agree with it. I got the magic. I got the best shit. I got the magic. Yeah. My you know, favorite. my thing is I don't like having the best weed. I just like smoking the best weed yeah. I can smoke. Agreed, bro. And if you got the best, give me a call come over <laughs> the show. We'll have a smoke out on it, and you can tell me why it's the best. I might show up too. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I always like uh, seeing whatever strain it may be uh, just grown to its fullest potential, uh, just to see the best uh, true expressions of that plant of that flower. And in order to achieve that, um, I feel like, you know, no corners can be cut and I got to do whatever is necessary, uh, whether it be uh, through the growing process or equally as important, the drying and curing process. The most important. Yeah. You know, it totally is. You know, it's something that's just so overlooked, but, uh, you know, you can spend many huge, awesome looking rooms just get ruined in two or three days after they cut it down. You know, this is how this is what I tell everybody. You're going to spend four months growing that plant from when you cut that clone, root that clone up, veg it out, flower it. Yeah, man. And you spend four months on that plant. You know, why would you mess that up in two or three days? In two or three days. Mm -hmm. It's just. Yeah, and you know, and out here in Colorado, it's such a dry climate. It, it it can be difficult for a lot of people, you know. It's just so dry, you know. It it can dry your product out so fast, and you know, we all know what um, drying too fast does. It it makes harsh smoke. Doesn't taste near as good. Uh, it's just not as enjoyable to smoke, you know. But it evaporates those terpenes, man. It evaporates it really those terpenes. Yeah. So, you know, dry and cure your weed properly. Stretch it out. Don't ever rush it. And, uh, yeah. There we go. Hey, that's a good enough show for us. You said all the secrets are growing gone. <laughs> just so, hey, here we are. That was a real dirt with Chip Baker. <laughs> but it's true. It really is true. It's it's those last final moments that make it the best. Absolutely. Right? Everybody has their technique and their reason for doing it. Here, it's predominantly green trimmed. And that that's one of the hard parts about uh, the curing. It's yeah. so dry that it's green trimmed. And it's done because of economic reasons. It's significantly cheaper. Yep. Right? To trim it, green trim. Yep. Right? You know, one thing I can say, uh, right now I'm the uh, lead cultivator for natural remedies here in Denver. That was one of the things that I really, really wanted the whole company to, to uh, hone in on is you know, the best drying and curing technique possible. And, uh, you know, they did a great job before, but, you know, once I was able to get there and uh, we made a lot of changes and uh, even on a commercial level, it's taken us a lot of trial and error, but we're getting it. We're getting it. You know, you smoked some product recently and, you know, one of the first biggest compliments you gave me was how well it was dried and cured, you know, and that is a team effort as well. You know, I take care of the garden. I run the garden crew, the garden staff. Uh, I make sure the plants are great. But we have another department, you know, that takes care of the drying and curing along with a little bit of my help. And uh, they've just been doing an excellent job. Because it's not just growing the wheat. It's processing. Processing. Yep. 
right? M- missed bad handling, bad drying techniques, so many potential problems along the way. Yep. All right. So we, we've kind of started from the backside, <laughs> right? Right. Uh, hey, let's 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 just do it right, man. Who, what, when? Who are you? Grew up in Kansas. Kansas boy. Kansas boy. This is not an esoteric question, but it can be. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's funny, you know, where I grew up, so I'm almost 38 years old. So, you know, a lot of my prime smoking years, uh, you know, when I started out back in the 90s, and back there it was just really impossible to get good quality herb. Uh, and if you could, you were going to pay $20 a gram. and You're getting a deal. Where I was, it was 30. <laughs> Well, ours were 20 wet. <laughs> so maybe it did equate to 30 yeah, gram, but uh it was, it was $30 a point 0.8 when I was in college. Wow. Good quality weed. Was it local indoor or was it coming out from Cali or at the time it was mostly coming out for Cali, but when there was local weed, it was definitely still $30 a gram. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And wet and wet when it was local. Sure, sure. You know, ever since I bought my first High Times magazine back in high school, I knew I wanted to grow weed. Um, <laughs> what was the first issue? Do you remember? It was a um, punks pot and punks issue. It had a the cover was a was a uh, was a guy with a mohawk of nugs on the cover. <laughs> All so right. I'll have to search that one out. Yeah, yeah, and actually, I've been able to find the cover just doing a Google image search, you know, but... Uh, I've got them all, man. I've collected all the ones from the 80s and 90s. Nice. All of them. I've got them all. So my guess is it's probably a 96 issue, would be my guess. Mm, totally. And uh, I bought that issue, and I saw a picture of of a guy wearing an alien mask, and he was posing in front of... Uh, Dude, that was totally me. <laughs> uh, in front of some Rockwell cubes with some single spear colas. Oh, that was the dream back then, right? See, uh, greens. Yeah, Rockwell. Yeah, Plug and drain, hydro. You know, all I could think was free weed. <laughs> I never thought about the labor free or the cost weed. put into it or anything free like weed. that. All I thought to free myself weed. was free weed. Free weed. Free weed. Got it. Totally. So fast forward a couple years later. You I, started paying way more to grow the weed. <laughs> yeah. I uh, bought my setup, uh, you know, because it's the only way I, you know, I knew I could get good quality herb and be able to afford it. Because, like I said, you know, just couldn't afford, you know, smoking at the rate that I wanted to smoke at twenty dollars a gram. Absolutely, especially being a broke college student and whatnot. So, um, we found the right location. Uh, I put up a light, and uh, the rest is history. I moved out here in two thousand five to Colorado. Doing my thing. Somewhere along the line, created the Golden Goat. So if any of y'all ever smoked the Golden Goat, that was one of my first, uh, I wouldn't call it breeding project because I didn't really create a breed, but I did make seeds. Yeah, right. You found it. You found and uh, I made a cross um, and I found that special plant and, uh, you know, and I shared that with quite a few growers over the years and uh, it's made its way around the world from my understanding. Oh, it has, man. I've seen it everywhere. Throughout California, Colorado, I see it in dispensaries everywhere here. It's in Amsterdam. Right. People write about it. I see it on the internet all the time. Yeah, right. it's amazing. Like, why do you think that that cannabis, that weed, is, has been become so popular? I feel for uh, multiple reasons. First of all, it's uh, growers love growing it. Yep, easy it's, grower. Stays short. It doesn't grow too tall. It branches out really nicely. 
produces really nice colas, um, and it delivers a really, uh, I'd say, a very nice balanced indica sativa high. Very strong in the head, done in 70 days, 75 if you want to push it. And uh, it, it's, it, to me, it's, very, it's got a very unique smell and flavor. And even if it's not grown in perfect conditions, it still has a very unique smell and flavor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, I think that combination right there between growers love to grow a lot of it, cash crop with it, um, and it's got a unique smell and flavor, and it's nice and potent, um, hits you from head to toe. I don't know. You know, and what's funny is, you know, it, it's some, not some, even a it top five for me. me. Really, something always amazes me what people like. When when did you when did you discover Golden Goose? Uh, 04, I think. Oh four, right? Cannabis World days. Yeah, Cannabis World and Overgrow. Mm-hmm. Overgrow, uh, Overgrow. That's been such a great uh, theme for me in my life. You know, that's where I uh, that's where I first ran into you. Yeah, right. Absolutely. And then our mutual friend uh, from Kansas that's out, you know, that's out in Humboldt. Back when you were, uh, you know, he always uh, always spoke highly of you. So. I always recognize you, but yeah, that's that's where I ran into you first was on there. So, so interestingly, you bring up our other friend from Kansas's name. I happen to have some of our other friend from Kansas weed right here with me. Uh oh. Mm-hmm. You know what? I was eyeing those jars. I was going to ask what was in here. <laughs> yeah, that's his OG. All right. Hmm. Very nice. Yep, smells great. Is he up in Seattle? No, he's moved back to Humboldt. Oh, he's back in Humboldt. He's back to Humboldt, absolutely. Um, he's got a uh, the best job ever as a strain verifier. Really? He, he, <laughs> totally. <laughs> so, you know, he he's. Uh, I won't divulge who 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 these people are. Maybe they'll want to come onto the the the, the show sometime. They're completely. Uh, I don't even, it's hard to say it. So one of the leading companies in the re- cannabis research space. Okay. That's how we'll phrase it. Okay. Right. So he's their strain verifier, and he is collecting strains throughout Northern California, proving they are what they say they are. And then they're doing research on the specific strain. Wow. So it's a big problem. So many people think they have OG Kush, Sour Diesel, Cali O, or whatever it is, but they don't actually have it. Right. And, you know, he's the man to be able to, like, sniff it out. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I just happen to have some of his fine, fine cannabis. Well, I'm excited. I'm excited for this. Yeah, it's a little sticky. The the grinder is, is sticking up there a little bit on it. You know, that and is, I put two big buds in there. Yeah, too. I saw you just stuff it in. There. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you get handed a nice jar of really nice OG Kush, boom! And even broke this other jar out. We'll talk about that later. We'll leave that over here in the wind, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> so you have the dream job for so many people. You are a grower for a legal cannabis operation. Yes, sir. Year and a half ago, I started working with Natural Remedies. Uh, they're based out of Denver. Been there a year and a half. Um, I'm their lead cultivator, managing. I think it's around 350 lights of flower, an eight-man crew, nine including myself. 
Gosh, I don't even know where to start with this. What do you want to know? It's yeah, a great right. job. It, you're yeah, right. Yeah, it is my job. dream yeah, job. Yeah, for you and many, many other people uh, that love cannabis and, and, and Natural Remedies is a really great organization to work for. You, you guys really specialize in quality cannabis. That's yes. one of the reasons they brought you on. Yes. To increase their quality. They have a name. They're developing a name brand for quality. Anytime I go into a Natural Remedies, you guys are have a, a line out the door, you know, there's <laughs> when people know when you're harvesting certain, certain weeds at yep. certain times. I went there to get some Kirkwood the other day and you were out, only had a quarter left or ah, something. Right. Bummer. Yeah. Well, I ended up getting some face off. Okay. And, and I, I love, I love the face off. Right. Super flavorful. It's from our friend Fletcher there. Yep. Uh, but yeah, you, you, you you didn't just stumble into this. You you worked hard for it for years as a as a home grower and producing your own medical cannabis. Yeah, you know, I was content doing what I was doing. I was just content doing what I was doing, and I had uh, two different friends of mine, my buddy Josh and my buddy Fletch, on separate occasions uh, approached me and uh, said, "Would you ever consider?" Uh, taking a walk uh, to the other side of things and which is the legal industry and uh would you ever consider doing that and right away i i said no um i've heard just too many horror stories uh you know people like myself going in taking positions uh with these big companies and whether they work for the wrong person or, you know, whatever happens. I've I just heard too many horror stories. Sure, they're out there, man. A lot of snakes in this industry. A lot of, totally. And, and they're getting weeded out. They, they are. are getting weeded out. They are getting weeded out. The criminal, the, like, stereotypical slimy shark drug dealer, like, they're getting weeded out. They are. And uh, they both uh, they both said, well, don't you want to know who this is? And I said, well, who is it? And he, and they said, well, would you be willing to talk with the owner of Natural Remedies? I'd heard nothing but great things about Natural Remedies, uh, as well as the owner. And so I said, sure. And about six months later, uh, I finally uh, decided to take the job, and here I am. Uh, I started out running the smaller facility, and then I took over the large facility a year ago. And, uh, you know... Just been steadily uh, every crop improving, you know, one thing or another. Yeah, you know, we're moving forward. Uh, we're working tough. You know, it's 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 a whole it's a whole different ball game than just growing a small personal garden. You know, for your head stash or whatever. It's a it's just a whole different beast. And you know, there's been a lot of ups and downs. A huge learning curve going from small scale to large scale like that. Um, but yeah, you know, been able to do so. Um, and yeah, you know, we get to do things my way. Uh, they let me do my style in the garden, my style of, uh, growing, my feeding schedule. Uh, they let me do everything my way. Um, so they give me a lot of freedom as far as that goes. And, uh, you know, we've been, you know, we've been producing some really nice herb on a commercial scale. We entered the High Times Cannabis Cup this year. We had no preparation whatsoever. Like last minute, we just had to take something out from the trimmer's hands that they were working on and said, <laughs> well, I guess we're going to enter this and I guess we're going to enter that. Like I said, we were not prepared at all. And we took a uh, we took a second place. 
Oh, ship's getting on me because I don't have the joint rolled up yeah. yet. Hey, roll that shit up, dude. Just fuck <laughs> up. But uh, <laughs> we entered the cup and uh, and uh, got took home. Uh, let's see here. What did we get? Which strains was it? What did you enter? We entered Gorilla Glue uh, into the uh, hybrid category. And we got second place with that. Yeah. And then we entered Bob Saget into the Sativa category, and we uh, got second place to that as well. God damn it, Bob, Sa- Bob Saget got second place. <laughs> Holy <laughs> you know, shit. We, uh, yeah, I mean, I I went in there, I, I wouldn't say with high expectations, I wouldn't say low expectations, I went in with no expectations. Right, you're like, and, uh, we're you in, know, we entered the Cannabis Cup. Yeah, and you know, and our team walked out with two okay. silver medals, so it was cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So here we are with grower, uh, modest genius, Jeff from Natural Remedies, who got hounded for six months to take a dream job and immediately won second place with Indica and Sativa. Right. We're going to take a break right there. Real dirt. Chip Baker. We'll get back to firing it up with the expert on The Real Dirt with Chip Baker after this. Play as Ted Growing, expelled botany sophomore and the biggest grower in town, only on Weed Firm Replanted. Available on the App Store and Google Play. It's a lot of work being the biggest grower in town. Maintaining a room full of plants while dealing with a slew of eccentric customers, from a hardcore partier to the curious neighbor next door. Is anybody home? Help me expand my bud business by unlocking new strains, customizing my grow room, and completing challenges that you can't get enough of. Grow your empire so big you can see it from space. Low on funds? Don't worry. Weed Firm Replanted is free to download. Download Weed Firm Replanted for free on the App Store and Google Play today. Get growing, Mr. Growing. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say Wow! The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little, your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Himping, that's the point Download and play while you life yourself a joint The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh yeah? Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. While the feds and state are doing their dance, you still need to transact business and manage your cash. Go professional and let your customers pay with PayQuick. They pay you and they earn rewards points. PayQuick connects to your bank account for free and secures all of your transactions. And with PayQuick, you can pay your producers and processors for free. Plus, it pays to have it because it makes depositing your cash safe and so easy. No cops, no crooks, just compliance and comfort, knowing you have your cannabis business in check with PayQuick. PayQuick, the safe and easy way to pay. P-A-Y-Q-W-I-C-K dot com. The National Cannabis Industry Association presents the Seed to Sale Show, January 31st and February 1st at the Colorado Convention Center in Denver. Register now at www.seedtosaleshow.com or 888-409-4418. The NCIA Seed to Sale Show. 
the largest cannabis business event to be held in Denver, will host over 2,000 cannabis professionals and focus on innovations and technology in cultivation, infused products and extraction, and sales strategies. The show will recognize the best in the industry with the Cannovation and Canatech Awards. Register before January 6th for $100 savings at seedtosaleshow.com. Use the code RADIO15 for an additional 15% off. Plan your experience now for the NCIA Seed to Sale Show, January 31st and February 1st. SeedToSaleShow.com or 888-409-4418. We roll out a whole concentrate of fresh new content every week. It's like going from the greenhouse to the dispensary. CannabisRadio.com Get all the insider cannabis industry secrets straight from the mouths of the OG weed pioneers on the oh, real dirt yeah. with Chip Baker. Fire that shit up, Jeff. Look at that. OG Kush. Puff, puff. Awesome real dirt. Chip Baker. Jeff from Natural Remedies. Smoking super kind organic weed. We, we kind of went over the first time you 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 smoked weed. Was uh what year was that? First time I smoked. Yeah. Oh man! No, we didn't talk about that. First time yeah, I tell smoked. Let's talk was... about the first time you puffed out. <sighs> let's hear about it. Freshman in high school, nineteen ninety-three. Well, let me here. Hold on. Let me rewind. <laughs> in Kansas, uh, we had wild hemp growing everywhere. Right out in the country. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally, totally. So I smoked ditch weed a few times. <laughs> That uh, was, was CBD, bro. You know, that was CBD. Uh, well, we were smoking the leaves, right? Right. We we're smoking fan leaves that we picked right. off in like August because uh, <laughs> you didn't know about buds. We were like eighth graders, but yeah, uh, right. <laughs> Did you get your mom to drop you off at the field or what? <laughs> Dude, we rode our bikes down there <laughs> on our way to the creek. <laughs> I mean, it, it literally grew everywhere. You know, you go down to the creek, to, at the bridge, it just grew all along the creek bank. So, yeah. First time I actually got high, though, at my buddy's place, uh, it was a Saturday afternoon, and we are smoking Mexican brick weed. You know, that's all we got back in high school. And, uh, you know, we smoked a couple bowls, smoked a joint. I was a freshman, and it was the first time I ever actually got high, and... uh all I could say to myself was, this is amazing. This is amazing. <laughs> this is amazing. I'm, I'm here. I, I, I feel this is the best I had ever felt. The funny part was, I'm, 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 I'm super, super high. First time ever getting high, and I'm stuck to the couch. And all of a sudden, he looks out the window, and he says, oh, crap, my mom's home. And we're sitting there, there's pot smoke in the living room. And <laughs> I'm, you know, my parents are very against... You know, back then they were very against marijuana, um, and I I didn't know what my friend's mom's stance was on it, so I freaked out. So I'm naturally assuming, you know, they were probably against weed, too, and he's like, oh, shit, put the weed away, and I start freaking out, and he's like, no, no, no. He goes, I can't let mom know that we have any weed. She's going to be pissed off that we didn't smoke, that we smoked it without her. And I was like, whoa. You know, just my mind was just blown. Right, right, right. Um, right. But, uh, yeah. So uh, <laughs> from that point on, you know, I I knew right away. You know, 
the the biggest thing that I was thinking about though when I was high, not only how great it was, was how is this illegal? Mm-hmm. I asked myself over and over and over, why is this illegal? How is this illegal? Light bulb moment, huh? It truly was. It truly was. Because I always knew marijuana was was a drug that people fought for for legalization. You know, you don't hear about people fighting for meth legalization or crack legalization or heroin legalization. <laughs> but I, you always heard of people pushing for marijuana legalization. Right. So I always thought, you know, maybe they got a point. And then the first time I actually used it, you know, that's when it hit home. I was like, you right, know, Shazam. now I understand what these people are saying. Now I understand what these rallies are about. Now I mm. understand. Right, right. Yeah, you know, I felt kind of the same way. Uh, as soon as I got high, the one of the first thoughts was, they've been lying to me. Yeah. <laughs> right. This this isn't bad. This is good. I immediately knew it was good. Yeah. Right. It made me question so much other things. And, you know, I think that's really one of the reasons why cannabis has been been illegal, has been prohibited, is because it makes people think about stuff a little differently. Mm-hmm. Right. It opens their mind and their perspective over things. And, Absolutely. You know, uh, in a past closed world, that's a, you know, that's an easier thing to deal with. You know, they don't want like people with open minds running amok voting. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we wouldn't have this. Uh, <laughs> maybe we'd have better candidates than we do right now if that yeah, were the yeah. case. Well, you know, think about it. It's like it used to be so much easier for the quote unquote government or the man to control like our thought patterns, you know, and the, the media that we got and were exposed to. Right. There were a few number of papers. It was very little education. But, man, the Internet. Right. And and just the modern world and technology in general has just expanded information everywhere all the time. Yes. Right. And there's yes. no denying it. You, you you know, the information is there. It is great. It's a great product. It has great benefits and attributes. You know, between social media and, <clears throat> you know, a lot of celebrities, artists, musicians uh, have really taken the stance too to to, you know, speak out to the masses and, you know, connect with the masses and let, you know, people know, you know, that cannabis is okay. That wasn't happening in the 50s. Hey, man, you know, this cannabis we're smoking right now is pretty good, huh? I like it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. It's a good OG. Smoking nice. Mm -hmm. We're halfway through the joint. It's got a Mm -hmm. nice cherry on it, really nice even burn on it. It's got that good blue smoke when you see it from at a certain angle. It's blue coming right out of the ash. That's how I always know it's great weed. Yep. Right. Lots of organic or organish weed comes that way. Sure. Yeah. When was the last time you were out there? 2000. It was just a few years ago. 12, maybe 2011. I went yeah, out I there. I missed some... you. You well, came I and out. I was here. Yeah. 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 I, uh, yeah, maybe about four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need yeah. to go back. Yeah. It's, it's really starting to happen in California. It's really exciting to see it. Right, it's been such an outlaw state for such a long time, and it will remain that for a while. But you know, oh man, there's just so many enthusiastic cannabis growers with lifetimes worth of knowledge that you, you know could forgotten more than both of us combined. Sure, no, right? And that's that's just incredible. There, the compounding information that's 
and technique and skill that's generated when so many people around you are doing the same thing. Sure, sure. And that's starting to happen here too, right? You see it leaps and bounds, but, you know, unfortunately in a regulated environment, the learning curve isn't as fast as the non-regulated environment because you can switch like that non-regulated. Sure, sure. Right? But like in a regulated environment, there's just permits and restrictions and requirements and, you know, uh, standard operating procedures for employees, all, all kinds of problems sure. associated with it. Oh yeah, man. So what got what? What strange are you going? How many strange you guys got over there? Oh man, hundred maybe. How do you segregate them through maturation times? You know, we got our eight weeks, we got our nine weeks, we got our ten weeks. Mm-hmm. We do, you know, around thirty to forty light rooms. Uh, we monocrop each room. So you know, when I'm picking. You know, when I'm cutting clones to fill that room, you know, two months down the line, I like to segregate strains based on how they grow. Of course, flowering time, but, uh, you know, based on how they Stretch grow. It. Stretchers or not, veg yeah. times, different veg times. Yeah, I like to have mm-hmm. a knife as nice and even of a canopy as possible. Right. So, you know, like I like to grow all the OGs, Girl Scout cookies, plants with those structures, similar structures. I like to grow all those together. I like to grow our slower growing indicas all together, you know. Yeah, so I segregate them based on, like I said, flowering time and uh, how they grow. Right. So you guys got three hundred and fifty lights, and they're thirty forty light rooms. Yep. Right. We got two fifty at one, and then about a hundred at the other facility. What's your current favorite strain growing right now? To grow or smoke? Just grow. We'll say grow first. You know, I I like growing Girl Scout cookies. Mm-hmm. I like growing that forum cut. Okay. I, you know, I feel that we do a really good job hey, with it. I got an empty sack over there. But. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, we can. Uh, we don't get bad yields off it at all. It's such a picture perfect plant. It is. I love the small little nugget Christmas tree. Yeah. Structure. Yeah. You know, it's a. Uh, and something else I really like growing, um, I've been grow- really liking this Sour Diesel times Deep Chunk. We just oh, call it Sour Diesel Deep Chunk. Sweet. It's sweet. Uh, Holy Tom Hill, Deep Chunk. Yeah, yeah. Man, um, I think I, I, yeah, I there's been a bunch of Deep Chunk crosses over time. That's awesome, dude. What's, does that drop the flower time on that? Eight to nine weeks. She's still, ready? Yeah. Yeah, yeah if you want to take the tops at eight weeks, they're ready. Mm, that's, you know? a, that's a bit earlier than diesel. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, well, it's very, very indica dominant. You guys grow diesel over there? <laughs> we have headband, which yeah, yeah. is the, the headband we have is a very sour diesel leaning. Uh, you know, that's my favorite weed, and I can't, it's hard to get, get it good here. If anybody in Denver sour diesel has great sour diesel, tell me where to go. There's been a lot of debate on that. What do you mean? I've heard a lot of I've heard I've heard many other people say the same thing. Mm. Man, it's, it's once you figure it out, it's one of the easiest strains to grow, right? But it can be frustrating. Yeah, if, if you want to try to grow it like everything else. Yep. It's, man, it really likes monocropping, right? But honestly, it's one of the most cost effective because it stretches so much. Yep. You can put in such small plants. I mean, it's super super skunk background. Yeah. Right? So it's made for commercial product. Well, developed initially for commercial production. But just stinks when it's done right. Most people fuck it up because they pull it early. Right? Because it'll have like this initial uh, maturation where it looks like it's done. I don't know. 
right around 60 days. Yep. That's when most people cut it. Push it right? another two weeks. And dude, 70 days. Like I, I even have had it at 77 days. Yep. Right. But I'm not saying longer is better. It's just also when it's that long of a strain, it mm-hmm. might be 70 to 77 <clears throat> days just because of your growing technique. Right. Fertilizer, CO2, all that stuff to play. But Man, it just it, it just tastes so good. It gets me hot every single time when it's done right. Now, let me ask this. Mm. So, you know, you initially said you never find good sour diesel out here. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're in Denver, it's Colorado. It's hard to find it. I shouldn't say never, but it's hard to find it. We're in Denver, Colorado. We got more weed out here than we know what to do with. There's a lot of sour diesels out here. It's out here. People are growing it. Why isn't it any good? Yeah. Well... I have had several other friends say the exact same thing. I wonder if it's a humidity thing. Well, for for sure, it does great at 78 to 80 degrees and higher humidity, 40 and 50% for sure. I mean, that's why it does so good in light depth. It's a high humidity environment. Yeah. Um, Most people try to have their temperatures at this textbook, 72 degrees, right? And I don't quite know if it's the case with diesel. Man, you know, also all those other people we know growing it, they don't have the closed rooms. Here, many of the rooms, most of the rooms are closed, CO2 injected. Okay. Man, that's, I'm just saying different grow technique, different result no matter what. Right. Well, you know. You know, I got a few random sacks. Somebody's growing it great here. I just don't know who they are. But, you know. I randomly have purchased a few sacks up in the Northeast, and they've all been great. Mm-hmm. These are just some random people. But why is it in a city full of talented growers and people that we know, you know, with the people that we know, why aren't we mm-hmm. ever seeing really good sour diesel? Because, man, when you're in Northern California or California, you go into any dispensary, there is always sour diesel, right? Like, it's a it's a preferred strain on the East Coast, sour diesel, right? Like, really, until recently in 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 Humboldt, it was sour diesel OG Kush. That's all anybody grew for commercial production. Okay, right? But it it, it hasn't. I mean, it just hadn't taken off here. And I love that weed. OG kind of, OG has though. You can get OG here, but that's. Yeah, it's a little bit different story, which I don't really understand because to me that's such a more difficult cannabis to grow. Sure. Right. OG is yeah. OG will put someone's growing skills to test. How do you how do you get it how do you get it to root? Do you do anything different from to OG? Super healthy moms. Healthy moms. Super, super healthy moms. There's top the, cuts only. There's the tip. Super and healthy top cuts only. You know, and give her yeah. give her an extra five days. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, so maybe that's the thing. Maybe is is that it actually it's going to take longer than anything else you're doing. So you have to like adjust your either watering or nutrient schedule for that. Because I mean, I've seen I've seen people crush it with it. Yeah, but most people have such a bad mortality rate on the cuttings. Right, that they, it doesn't end up being the best thing in their garden. No, I totally understand. Uh, I've, uh, like I said, just super healthy, healthy top that, cuts. Yeah, that's a great advice. That's great advice. I mean, a lot of strains you can get away with taking lower cuts and, you know, just having them root up just fine, you know. Mm-hmm. 
that's the thing is with those OGs. How do you guys take cuttings over there? We do. Uh, we use arrow cloners. All right. Yeah. Yep. We so, use power so cloners. Tons of arrow cloners. Yeah. Turbos, powers. Power cloners. Power cloner. Botanicare, yeah. Yep. Tons of those, man. Yeah. We use those. Um, and I I just allow three weeks mm-hmm. because you, in those, well, here's the thing, though. In those, it, once they get super rooted, then they just kind of start vegging almost, you know. So I'll have really super big, you know, we're talking four or five inch, you know, plants to transplant. So you – you take your cuttings. You got super healthy moms. You take your cuttings. They're rooted. They got like an eight-inch long root. Yeah. When you pull them off your arrow cloner. Yep. Right. Roll me through the process. I just drop them straight in a solo cup. Into a solo cup. Full of dirt. Full of full of dirt. By dirt, you know, I I prefer a, a peat cocoa mix. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know I add in a few good things: worm casting, some extra perlite, you know, a little extra lime. Custom mix. Yeah, yeah. Right. And uh, just drop them in that and, you know, let them rock in those for a couple weeks. Then I move them up to, you know, two gallons and uh, continue vegging in twos. And uh, sometimes we'll drop, you know, kick them up to five gallons while in veg still. And uh, then I'll flower either in fives or sevens. Right. So, so I do like to veg in five gallons. Right, a little bit before you flip it. Yeah. Right. So you transplant it into your flower room. So yep. your flower room becomes a bedroom for a few days. Is that how you try to do no, it? No, no. We do, it goes straight from the bedroom straight into flower room. So you okay? So you have a five gallon pots that are vegging in a bedroom. Yep. And then when they reach your desired height, your desired root boundness, then right, sometimes we'll drop the them into room. a seven. Even right, you guys, you guys. Uh, you guys are in trays in your flower rooms. Uh, yeah, hand water, hand water in trays. Yeah, right. You're yeah, you're not on the ground. You're not on the ground right. in flower. You use some organic, some synthetic product. Yeah, you know we. Uh, I've thought you don't about have to my divulge any sure, sure. Yeah, no, no, for sure. Uh, you know, but just <laughs> looking at directly at my recipe, my my guess is I can confidently say it's seventy percent organic. You know, if not 80%. So it is primarily organic um, through some micronutes, a few botanic air products I like using. Um, You know, they uh, they do have some salts. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I do compost teas as well. Um, And then I use also a lot of organic additives, you know, on top of the uh, botanic air products. Like I said, you know, I could confidently say 70% organic, but, you know, it could be up to even 80%. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, it definitely shows in the flavor of the weed. Yeah. Organic weed grown properly really does taste the best. I agree 100%. That's a 100 state. I can stand behind that statement. I will, too. That's why I do it. That's why I try to keep it as organic as possible, you know. Hey, man, a, 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 a little... Synthetic product though does make it be commercially viable. Sure, absolutely. Right? And I'm not a purist at all. I've I've stood on my soapbox both ways, hydro and organic. But yeah, a, a little, a little Mother Nature and a little, you know, laboratory works well together. They do, they mm-hmm. do. Um, and you know, as long as you get it flushed out, you know what little salts are in there. You know, if you flush those out, you know, you don't overdo it. You know, I, I can't tell. I can't tell the difference between this and pure organic. You know, I got a couple mm-hmm. friends that do pure organic, and it's amazing herb, you know. But 
But at the end of the day, I mean, I can tell there's a part from mine, mm-hmm. right. but like, you know, someone said, all right, which is a hundred percent organic, which is 70% organic. I wouldn't be able to tell. Right. <laughs> awesome. Well, Hey, let's uh, take that time to have another break here. It's the real dirt. Chip Baker, Jeff from Natural Remedies. We're talking weed, weed, weed. We'll come back and talk more weed, weed, weed. We'll get back to firing it up with the expert on The Real Dirt with Chip Baker after this. The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be, the Vuber way. Mindful of sustainable practices and limiting their environmental footprint, Sansal hemp is always grown outdoors, as nature intended. By starting with uniform genetic profiles, Sansal ensures the plant will maintain its optimal performance and yield consistently throughout its life cycle. It is through innovative processes that Sansal is able to achieve pure whole hemp extracts and meet industry requirements and the level of quality desired by many of their customers. Healthy plants... Healthy people. SansalCBD.com. Improve your lifestyle naturally. Everyone deserves the medicine they need. Aaron's premium CBD essentials and CBD nectar products are made from plant-based organic ingredients, grown and processed in the United States. Our unique formula of coconut oil and coconut water, infused with CBD oil, is ideal for all skin types and provides maximum relief. Aaron's Essentials was formulated by 9-11 first responder and stage 4 cancer survivor Aaron Sieber. As a cannabis connoisseur, Aaron began making and using his own lab-tested medicinal cannabis products to help relieve the side effects of his rigorous cancer treatments. Visit www.cannosaurbrands.com for more information on Aaron's Essentials and learn how you can pay it forward. That's C-A-N-N-A-I-S-S-E-U-R brands.com. Do you want to get in on the booming cannabis industry? With new frontier data, we give industry insiders the power of big data analytics to help navigate this rapidly growing and changing landscape. New Frontier's tools help you make critical decisions based on the facts. Our industry analyst reports reveal the best opportunities. Our custom research engagements deliver answers to the most difficult questions. And our cutting-edge big data platform, Equio, puts real-time information and answers you need right at your fingertips. Go to www.equio.io and sign up for your free membership today. That's E-Q-U-I-O to sign up now. The power of real-time big data is now in your hands. Run with New Frontier and let us help you conquer the wild. Keep your cannabis cravings under control. Feed your mind with CannabisRadio.com. 
to get all the insider cannabis industry secrets straight from the mouths of the OG weed pioneers on The Real Dirt with Chip Baker. Ride rolling down the street. More weed. I promise more weed. We're going to talk more weed. On today's dirt, we're rolling up lots and lots of weed. So, what's your favorite strain to smoke? Oh, man. God, I could I could probably give you five strains. <laughs> uh, at the end of the day, deserted island strain, OG Kush. OG Kush. OG Kush. I, you know, I, I, God, I'd probably say yes to that, too. I, I am happy smoking it first thing in it's the morning. It's one of the most medicinal weeds for me, too. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, headache, stomach ache, body ache. It's awesome. I, I think... I think it's a pinnacle of cannabis, personally. I think when grown right, when just nailed, which it's a very hard strain to knock it out of the park with, Mm -hmm. um, when nailed, I think it has, first of all, I think it has the best flavor. It has on the inhale, the flavor on the exhale. I think it's it's got the best flavor. It's got that gas. It's got that, that almost like, that almost I don't want to call it a diesel smell, but you know just that gas and then that cush uh, background in it. I think it's just a very uh, it make you know good OG cush makes my nose tingle when I exhale. It makes my nose tickle. It just tickles. It tickles when I exhale it. And um, and it's in terpenes, man. Oh, in terpenes. Just, just the sharpest, <laughs> just in your face terpenes. And then the high, <clears throat> just that that. I mean, like what I feel right now. Yeah. We just smoked we just a joint smoked. of OG Kush. I was I, talking to somebody about this the early, earlier, and it was like it's the perfect, really like you know, poly hybrid of the effects people talk about feeling. You get the the up psychedelic thoughts, heart pounding effect, but man, it can glue you to the couch. Yes, right. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and you know, awesome you, hybrid. Even you know, if you just want to take one rip. You know, off a bubbler. Mm-hmm. Ten minutes later, you, you know, you you know what you smoked. You know, it's uh, it's my favorite. I am a huge fan though of uh, I like sativas. I like hazes. I like haze hybrids. You guys growing hazes over there? Yeah, we got, got a we got Super Silver Flow, which is a cross I did of Super Silver Haze and Flow, um, real hazy leaning plant. We got Moonshine Haze. We've got uh, Super Lemon Haze. We've got what other hazes? Uh, mango haze from Mister Nice. Oh, you got the mango. Really, really nice mango haze. Really nice Sweet. mango haze there. Uh, we have super silver haze. Um, you got the old song. You know, no, we don't have that there. Mm-hmm. That's a very interesting plant. Yeah, no doubt. An eight-week super silver haze. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Scott, when he initially bred it, that's what he said he was looking for. Okay. Right. And in those early 96, 97. And by Scott, you mean Shanty Baba. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Those early 96, early 97 years, I think it's different genetics from what became the greenhouse super silver haze seeds and what they sold after that. Okay. Right. And I'm, I don't know what really changed, but uh, wow, man. I mean that's an that's an awesome, incredible, you know, commercial plant. And that's what he said he wanted. He was like, "Hey, I'm going to take 
I, I'm going to take the Northern Lights, the Haze, and the Skunk, the three most productive strains. <laughs> and he made a killer hybrid with right, those. Right, 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 right. So, I mean, I, I honestly, I, I wonder if it's just the first generations were actually the true, like, triple hybrid, you know, combo. And then the next generations, they, like, I don't know, backbreded or standardized, re-standardized something or reselected something. You know. But there was some drama when there was that split between him and he went to Mr. Nice yeah. and Super so and and Greenhouse, and it's never been the same since. I've never seen first of all, it's an eight week haze. Right. You look at the buds, you you can tell me this came off a fourteen week plant, and I'd Absolutely. believe you. Absolutely. They are very, very hazy, and very the high sativa is just buds. So racing on that. Very racy right. high. Uh, it's basically it's like a perfect haze on an eight week plant, mm-hmm. and it doesn't grow super tall. You know, it's not an out of control stretchy yeah. beast like a lot of hazes can be. No leaf. No leaf at all. Awesome hash producer. It's a great plant. You know, I uh, I worked with that plant. I I ran it for maybe three or four years. Um, then I let go of it for a couple other super silver hazes that I had at the time. Uh, that there were, are better super silver hazes for high are. and taste, but it's a it's yeah. such a neat plant though. Yeah, yeah, but for commercial production, yes, you know, and and general ease to grow. I mean, it's hard. It's I think that thing's hard to kill even. Yeah, right. It's man, it's going on twenty years strong. Sure. Right. Yeah, yeah, man. Lots of these strains are. I mean, the diesel. 91, yeah, like that. 92, you know, that's 25 years, man. You know, and OG Kush is late 90s, yep, I suppose, right? Bubba Kush, same type of thing, right? Then you got people with the 92 OG. I got the 92 OG, bro. <laughs> I got the 92 OG. Man, so you guys do concentrates there, or, or yeah, we got our we got our own in house uh, concentrate company. Um, it's called Concentrate Remedies. Um, and what kind of what kind of extracts? Oh man, so you know they do it all. It's it's all only medical he's right now. He's jumping around in his seat. He's so excited about this. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, like, I, he's smiling. So <laughs> right right now they're medical only. Um, yeah. One of these days, it's gonna. They're gonna be able to process rec, hopefully. But uh, they do. Uh, they they make incredible live resin. Um, that's what I like. I love live resin. Mm-hmm. And, I think. And and what do you mean by that? Tell tell our 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 audience as well as our studio audience what you back here. So we're generally um, hash oils made from uh, harvested material and dried material. Um, you know, like your typical shatter. That's what it's usually made from. With live resin, the plant is frozen as soon as it's harvested. So within minutes of when the plant's chopped, uh, it's frozen, and then it's processed that way. I'm not a hash expert, so uh, but uh, I don't know like all the details as far as what's done to it. But I do, you know, it's made from freshly frozen material, um, and the term live resin is. Um, you want to capture the terpenes and the uh, you want to capture those terpenes and you want it to be as identical as what it is on a live living plant. So Man, you know what would be great for this technique? Yeah, Albert Walker. 
that but, that would because be... it smells so much so different when you cut it when you cut it is when you smoke it sure right and there's actually this period before it's ready where it smells completely different yeah right i mean that that smell and flavor is incredible to me yeah right i haven't seen that strain in a while but, very unique but uh we we i think we probably know someone who has it you guys do bubble over there too? Uh, yeah, we do. Um, we we got a guy in house uh, that makes all of our bubble hash, but the big demands with the live resin. So we seem we get a lot more of that uh, processed, and you know shatter as well. Um, but uh, with the live resin, um, they'll whip it into a butter, which is you know kind of like wax, but they call it butter. Um, that's my personal favorite. Yeah, is the live it's a hydrocarbon butter. extracted product. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it's... we just had uh, Jordan from Turpex on the other day. Okay. Yeah, you know that guy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah. He, he's high quality product into high quality product. Wants it to be high quality. Product. Yeah. <clears throat> it's great to see that. You know, that's really where it starts. It's not about the money. You know, you got to focus on the quality and what you're doing. Right? Sure. And and the money will come. Right. Are you into dabbing? I'm not really a dabber, dude. No? No, I'll have one here or there. Why, you got one? I got a dabber. Right there. Well, you got to see a dabber sitting right yeah, there. Totally. Yeah, well, I got. I brought that for my guest. <laughs> right? You know. <laughs> Why well, didn't show up with any oil? I'm a flower guy. I mean, totally I love oil, but... Uh... No, I'm a flower guy, too, man. I just... Uh, I, I know some people prefer it, so I got a little dab rig over sure. there. And, you know, whatever makes my guest comfortable, right? We've got uh, always plenty of weed. Thanks for bringing weed, <laughs> by the way. You did a great job by that. Uh, always got plenty of weed, coffee, tea, you know, some coconut water, some water, or liquor, beer, wine. <laughs> You're quite the host. <laughs> you know, it's all about the condiments in life. That's little, right. That little salt, that little special thing that, that just makes it, mm, Tastes so good. <laughs> so, uh, man, what kind of trends are you seeing in our in our industry? <sighs> trends, because you 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 talk to other people too, other growers. You're connected in that that area. You you have to have your finger so you, on the pulse of some trends at least. So you're talking like trends as far as gardening goes, or just trends as far as just the industry goes, or what are you talking? Well, hey, what do you what do you want to speak of? I, I'd love to hear some gardening trends. I might be the last person to talk about new gardening trends. I, I get stubborn. It took me until now to finally say, all right, let's try using double-ended bulbs. <laughs> I, uh, my technique is pretty old school. I mean, we hand water on a commercial scale. We mm-hmm. hand water yeah, 350 I've, lights. I've seen you guys do it. Right. It's, uh, I, man. I'm behind the times, man. So I don't know gardening trends. I I don't know. <laughs> right. well, what about what about just weed trends, cannabis trends? You know, as far as like strains go, stuff like that. You know, it, it's it's interesting seeing. Uh, you know, and I'm sure it has a lot to do with demand. But uh, you know, as far as genetics go, as far as like new strains coming out, I'm sure you see it too. But it it's just a lot of OG Kush hybrids, diesel hybrids, chem hybrids. You know, I, you know, I see the progression in genetics. I'd like, I, what I'd like to see is I'd like to see it turn around and go backwards. You know, people, you know, I'd like to see a lot more people working with land race genetics. You know what I'm saying? It's like, 
Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, you know, our, our friend Tony Don't Smoke OG over there in California, you know, that's what we call him now. Tony, Tony Don't Smoke OG? We call him Tony Don't Smoke OG. <laughs> Tony, <laughs> I'm disappointed. <laughs> I've caught him smoking OG, but it's really just, you know, a statement of how, like, you know, uh, a heady he is, right? Well, hey, right? Tony's a hell of a guy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, we're... we're uh, we got a we got a couple great segments with uh, uh, me and Tony criticizing weed throughout these podcasts. Nice, nice. Right. Well, they'll they'll be weaved into all of this. I'm excited to hear it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Because you know, both of us could be pretty snobby. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. So, hey, man. Speaking of snobby, I got some exotic weed over here in this jar. What's that? Also from... Uh, is this a San Diego cat piss? No, this is the Arcadia cat piss. Oh, this is the NorCal yeah. cat piss. Yeah, no doubt. This is, at least this is coming from our strain verifier friend. Interesting. Right. Yeah. Interesting. What are you smelling there? Is this... Uh, let's see here. Nothing on the label is correct. No, no, I'm just, I'm just looking at the buds without digging them all out. Yeah, feel free to do whatever you want, dude. I think that's several months old. Oh yeah, you can you definitely know. tell it's uh, uh, it, 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 it's been cured in a while. Kid, <laughs> that's a pl- pleasant thing to say. <laughs> you know what? You know, but it still I, has a great smell, man. You know, interesting thin crystal, right? It's similar look to the train wreck in that respect, with that really small crystal on it. Okay, I mean, small, small calyx or brack, but it's got that short little hair, like it's a there's a some skunk cross in it too. Interesting, right? And, it, and I don't get the piss smell at I don't either. all. But maybe if you grow outdoor, because that's indoor, like, you know, maybe that maybe is the case. But, I mean, who knows why. Does anybody know what it is? What Man, it, looks, it looks, to me, it seems like it's an 80s skunk strain of some sort. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, original skunk, right? U.S. skunk, right? Maybe not European skunk. Sure, not the real sweet Dutch skunk. Mm-hmm. Right, it's just got that lime green look to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, Trainwreck has that same look, and it's got that almost pineapple-y smell to it to me. I keep, I, I, I've smelled the same nug probably about thirty times. <laughs> yeah, man, you know what? I also say that it smells like old school humble outdoor. Okay, right, and that's really what it, it's closest to me is just old school humble outdoor. You know, yeah, to me, it smells like good old school classic. Uh, what we'd buy is Kind Bud. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, right. Lime green. I mean, there's crystal on that. It's not like it's a, cause yeah. a lot of that 80s genetic. When you when you look at it again, it's uh, doesn't have any crystal on it. Should we smoke some? Yeah, yeah absolutely, dude. That's why I pulled that shit out. Oh. All right. So let hand selected some nuggets here. So I'm, I'm letting you roll this one up. Yeah. Trade back and forth there. <laughs> oh yeah, bud. So uh search for quality. You know, as far as uh, you know, you brought up trends, you know, the the biggest trend that I've seen is with the concentrates. I Absolutely mean, dabbing. I've, I've never seen anything take hold of the weed industry uh that this concentrates have recently. Especially now that it's gotten to where, you know, with the technology they have available now, I mean, I feel very, very confident uh, 
consuming this. You know, before I was always weary of consuming mm-hmm. these uh, butane-based extracts. But now there's no butane in it. Right? Now yeah. they it, right. it is so clean, so pure. Um, I love it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, I like I said, I, I smoke flowers all day. Um, at night, you know, I turn on the dab. Turn on the uh, e-nail. Turn on the dab rig. <laughs> turn on the dab rig. Turn on the dab rig. Turn on the dab rig. But I also, I love uh, dabbing full melt bubble hash. Oh, that's my favorite, bro, man. I love it. The flavor. But it's, it's, it's just not as abundant, you know, and I'm sure it has a lot to do with the demand, you know. There's way higher demand for, you know, for BHO as opposed to uh, ice and water a extract. Whole generation of people that that's the only way they've ever smoked cannabis. Yeah. Is through dabs. Right? It blows me away. <laughs> I know. I mean, and different times, different things. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, I think a lot of it too is, you know, maybe the lack of high quality flowers that are around. And, you know, whereas I'd say it's a lot easier to get high quality extracts Absolutely. as opposed to high quality flowers. It's a formula that you can give someone and they can follow for extracts. Yep. Right. And it might change with the quality of inputs. And that's the kind of art behind that is the quality of inputs. You know, definitely better quality, better flowers produce better extracts. Um, Do you hear it? There you go. From the man himself. There's the tip. Quality in is quality out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but if you have a large batch of uh, mediocre flowers, you can turn it into extracts that where the flowers go from good enough to where the extracts are good. You know, you can kind of, in a sense, you can polish a turd. Yeah, absolutely, (laughs) man. And it's, it's, it's kind of a good turd to polish. If you, if you'd look at it like, okay, fantasy business plan. I'm only going to grow colas. I'm going to take all the colas. We're going to sell the colas. All the rest of the plant we're going to make hash with. We're going to make extract with. And then you get the highest quality weed, the highest quality extract. I mean, I don't know, like, numbers-wise if, it, if it's works or not. But, sure. Right. I feel like it's a, you know, an interesting business model that, a, that a, a, I'm sure someone's doing. Yeah. Well, that's what we do. <laughs> we uh we we <laughs> look at that shit there you go cutting yeah, edge right here here there's real dirt there's the real dirt right there <laughs> tell us about it they only grow colas and all the rest of the trash they put into you know we, uh the bottom third of the plants go to extracts you know the upper two thirds guy are sold as flowers to the customers and it's a win-win, and you know <laughs> it's it's pretty amazing. You know, well, and we do it we do a, a lot of consistency in your product. Yes, right in the in the flower product. Yes, right because you're just harvesting those top. Two but we also do some full plant extracts as well. So it's uh, you know, our like I said, we have our in-house concentrate company, and Enjoy. they, uh, you know, they. I have no idea how much they produce, but it's um. It's really been, I want to say, you know, possibly one of the biggest things, you know, that's happened with the company. Yeah, right. You guys got the the, the release days on Thursdays or yeah. something. Always sell out. Yeah. Lines out the street. If you want quality hash, show up in Denver, Colorado at Natural Remedies on Thursday, and that's when they release their hash for the week. 
That's how it works, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think so. I think so. Um, <laughs> do you guys do edibles at all? We or? don't. We do not make edibles no, now. Right. Just a smokables, smokables. You know, and it, you know, it almost makes you wonder. You know, what's next? Yeah, what is next? Man? What's next? You what know, would next? you know? Fifteen years ago, could you have seen yourself dabbing live resin on an email? You know, interestingly, 15 years ago, I was hot knifing hash oil. Yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> but, would you, but do you think, though, it would have gone to what you were doing then to where it is now? I did not predict no, this. I didn't. I, You know, I knew that legalization, normalization was happening and going to happen. Yes. Right. Bound to happen. But 15 years ago, we were in Humboldt County. And it just kept getting bigger and bigger, no matter like what the medical problem happened to be that year. Because in the early years, there was lots of litigation, lots of like, oh, it's over with. Oh, it's back on. Oh, it's over with. It just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And, you know, but yet that time, you could only, if you had 10 plants outdoors, the cops might come for you. But now you can definitely have 10 plants outdoors. <laughs> yeah, dude. I like that joint. I like that cat piss a lot. I'd like to smell it grow. I'd like to smell every stage of the plant growing. Because, you know, maybe uh, maybe it smelled like cat piss in earlier mid-flower. You know, yeah, maybe it changes halfway through flower, you know. Or, you know, I'd like to maybe smell it on harvest day as well. Because I'm curious to see where the cat piss comes from. I mean, it's so resiny. It tastes so, like, the aftertaste. And oh, it's great. Yeah, absolutely old school. I'd love to have some outdoor of this. Full sun, NorCal, Southern Oregon grown outdoor. Mm. I don't know anybody doing cat piece over there. Um, when I get rich and famous, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to contract certain strains. <laughs> outdoor or greenhouse? But all of it, of course. Okay. Of course. Of course, all of it. Of course, all of it. I want the old school humble outdoor strains. Maybe some uh, Urkel um, outdoor, straight outdoor, diesel, greenhouse. OG Kush, Light Dub, right? Just to name a few. Just a few. Because mm-hmm. that's, the, that's the future world, right? It's like contract out your weed, like farm, you know, CSA it. Have full melt, fantasy made word. With you all your trim. Melt. Yeah, totally. Like full melt those greenhouses, please. <laughs> <laughs> when I get rich and famous. When I get rich chip. and famous. When I get rich and famous. <laughs> I'm do full melt some greenhouses. Then, get, give, uh, then throw a big party and smoke it all at once. Arabian Night hookah style. Ooh, elicited a I'm large there. smile. <laughs> yeah, man. So, you know, we're recording all these and we're going to release them a couple months, all kind of at once. We'll have a release party and maybe that should be my theme. Let's do it. Arabian Nights. Lots of hash. I say you do it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Shazam. We'll have to scheme up lots of weed. Hey, do you know about the grow-off? So is that where they're giving... The same strains to a group of growers. Dark Horse Genetics. Yeah. One strain in development of two years, given to up to 200 growers to prove their skills. Now, are they giving clones of that or seeds? Clone. Clone. It is the clone. Clone. Interesting idea. It really does put skills up against skills. Same cut. Same cut. If everybody competes with the same cut. Mm Mm-hmm. Then it really does say, I mean, you can have your excuses all day. 
You know, people's <laughs> tastes and preferences, you know, of one it's strain really over gonna, another can't come into play. really going to be cool to see, like, the differences in technique. And what strain is it? You know, I'm not sure. I'm gonna, I, I don't know the, him. Is it Bruce Banner, maybe? Uh, no, it's a new strain. He okay. Says. I don't really know him, but I'm going to get him over here. Yeah. Right? I bet he's got good weed. Yeah, no, uh, Jason is his name with Dark Horse. Not no names, no names. <laughs> oh, no, it's out there. <laughs> no, I'm just jiving. Okay, That's sorry. how it used to be, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, he's a super nice guy. Uh, he used to run uh, Delta 9. Mm-hmm. Um, but he he's the guy that made the Bruce Banner. Yeah. 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 Super nice guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're going to get him over here. So, yeah, he's in, he's involved with that. Cultivate sponsoring it. Yeah. A few other people are. Oh, okay. Cannabis, the the on the other online magazine and podcast, the cannabis. Right, they're they're involved with that as well. This is exceptionally smooth. Yeah, it's great, man. It's Isn't just, it? Mm, I, can, I still taste it. I just I you know I blew that head out a few seconds ago. I can still taste it. it leaves a nice lingering flavor in my mouth. What kind of terminology you guys use over there? I kind of like slang you got. I know you got some slang in there. <laughs> well, like, uh, you know, between the garden yeah. garden crew? The garden crew. What's your slang? Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> what do you got? Come on. There's probably. <laughs> oh, man. Look, I, God, you put me on the spot with this one. Let me think about it. Uh, oh, he doesn't want to say is what's going on. He's like, <laughs> what do you guys, what do you guys call it when you water? Water the rooms, man. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you got room one, you got room three, you got room five. I'm working in veg. <laughs> veg, there you go. Yeah. There's a, there's a term to explain what veg is. Veg is vegetative growth. Uh, that's early stage, you know, before the plants go into flowering stage, you know, into the flowering rooms. Um, that's where I uh, do a lot of pruning. You just hang out and like hang out with the plants. Yeah, you know, feels good in there. You know, no, it's uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's an early stage of growth. Um, you know, like I said, that's where I do all my pruning, my topping, my training, my uh, you know, getting the plants set up uh for when they go into the big rooms and where they're flowered. So uh, you know, that's where we keep all our moms. It's where we keep all of our clones. It's where it all starts. Yeah. Where it all starts. So veg, they, they, there you go. What about when you uh, take cuttings? What do you call that? We just say, hey, we, you know, we got to fill up a cloner today. Cl- By a cloner, a cloner, we got a hundred and eighty site uh, arrow cloner. So we'll cut a hundred and eighty clones, and uh, yeah, fill That's, that thing up, get it rocking and rolling. There you go, the cloner. cloner. Yeah. <laughs> you see where I'm coming through? This is like interesting, dude. This is like anthropological research. Right, you know, years to come, people are going to laugh about this. I'm a cloner. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. When when you guys harvest, what's harvest day to you? Harvest day, get in there first thing, uh, remove as much uh, big leaf as possible. And then uh, the garden crew, we're, you know, we harvest with a couple of the processors as well. And uh, we all team up and, you know, it's a team effort and we'll knock a room out. You know, in a couple hours, and uh, you know, about three hours, and uh, we uh, throw on some tunes. That's always Chop fun. It down. You know, we uh, 
There's what fish. What do, you, what do you listen to? Well, depends. So here's the deal. So with me being the boss in the garden, yeah, you I get the juice. Well, not only that, but you get to reject. Well, just so I didn't <laughs> seem like a dick, I uh, went out and bought the radio myself. So uh, it's my radio. <laughs> and uh, excellent technique. Excellent yes. technique. So I, I I get I get first dibs on radio control at all times. <laughs> Uh, and we listen to a lot of fish. Lots of fish. All right. People, people either love fish or hate you. fish. I won't most people. You. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Perfect example. <laughs> uh, most people hate fish. And, All right. Let's get this guy out of here. Um, security. Security. Uh, <laughs> Alice, come on. Let's take this guy out. <laughs> I uh, I also I like making people listen to uh, another one of my favorite bands called the Disco Biscuits. Uh, Disco, yes, Bisco. That's what he has. A, he has a Camp Bisco shirt on right now. <laughs> and then uh, also, uh, I personally like a lot of old eighties metal. <laughs> and seventies like, metal, like like, eight, like what do you mean, Twisted Sister or Metallica or ACDC? When you when you say that, all of the Mo above, Motley Crue, all of the above, oh, big hair shit too, it, not just metal. You know, I like everything from Black Sabbath, Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, Slayer, Pantera. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, man. You know, I like uh, Pantera. Um, that scares people at work. You know, a lot of people. <laughs> oh, this is too heavy. I can't listen to this. Why are we listening to this? And there it is, Pantera to fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I get asked that. Jeff, how can you listen to fish one minute and then Pantera the next minute? Mm -hmm. And the answer's simple. It's because they're fucking incredible bands. <laughs> that's why. And that's how. <laughs> Yeah, I, I have no bounds on my music preferences either. I literally went and saw Dolly Parton last week. Nice at Red Rocks. Right, Red Rocks. Or was that at Fiddlers? Yeah, that was it. That was at Red Rocks. Uh -huh. Fiddlers was Willie Nelson. Okay, another great show. Totally incredible musician. Really like avant garde guitar player. Man, he's incredible. Uh, we saw Warren Haynes in the Symphony Orchestra the other day. You know, and like nice. we'll see like Sector Nine at the end of the month. Yep, right. Like it, you know, like it's lots of reggae, lots of Grateful Dead, stereotypically speaking, but Radiohead, uh, ACDC, Metallica, right? You know, uh, God, any if it's great music, why not listen to it? There's no reason not to. You know, Wailing Jennings, fuck, dude. Save even like some Elvis, man. Yeah, hey, man. You know <laughs> what? I, I I got the Elvis Dread channel. Zeppelin. <laughs> oh, dude. I got awesome the Elvis channel on my XM stations. <laughs> you kind of look like you're an Elvis person. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> I like Elvis. Yeah, you know Elvis is great. Totally, man. Um, it's it's uh lots of bluegrass lately though. Which yeah. Bluegrass festivals. Okay. Did you go yeah. up to tell your ride bluegrass? No, rapid grass. Okay. Rapid grass. Um, green sky bluegrass. Right. So much good music here. Sure. Right. Yeah. No, there's always good uh, bluegrass playing out here in Colorado. Which one are you? Are you a grower, a dealer, or a smoker? Oh man. Security. Calm down. 
<laughs> oh, man. Definitely grower and smoker, man. You know, I, uh, oh, man. For the last, for the past, uh, since I started growing weed, I've, I've puffed daily, except for, you know, jobs, you know, things have come up, you know, and whatnot, but I've smoked daily for ever since I started growing, you know, before that even, but, uh, and 99.9% of everything I've smoked is what I've grown myself. Awesome. That's an awesome stat. So I don't, so to, I, I can't, can't, I can't identify with one or the I other. I can't identify with one or the other. Okay. I, 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 you know, I'm both. Awesome. But I think, uh, there are, I would quit growing before I quit smoking. <laughs> You know, <laughs> yeah, right. Totally. Yeah, I got that, man. Totally, I got that. I'm, I'm definitely a smoker. Yep. Definitely a smoker. Hey, let's pause it right there for a second. Real dirt, Chip Baker, Jeff, smoking it up. Yeah, man. Having a good time here. Awesome podcast today, Jeff. Natural remedies. The smoker grower. Man, it. it you you love cannabis. We I love cannabis. We're we're enthusiasts of the plant, all things about it. What what advice can you give some like young budding person interested in in involving himself in the new cannabis industry? Like somebody wanting to just get involved in working some, in the industry, yeah. owning, working. You know. Well, first of all, find out where your passion is. Is your passion in retail? Is your passion in sales? Is your passion in uh, in growing? Um, is your passion in processing? You know, everybody's different, and you know, it's like it's like not everybody who wants to work for, uh, you know, let's just say Coors, for example, not everybody wants to be the brewer. You know, there's so mm-hmm. many different Absolutely. jobs and, you know, so many different areas. And, and what's neat is you can, you can take whatever your passion is and then you can use that passion in the weed industry. You know, a lot of times, you know, you know, a lot of people want to be management, you know, maybe you want to be a store manager, like a retail store manager, or, you know, someone wants to be a really good bud tender because they got great strain knowledge and they like, you know, helping people out, you know, helping people select the right strain for their needs and right product for their needs. You know, just find out what your passion is and then do it. Mm-hmm. And if you're having trouble getting a job in the industry, if you got to start in a different department or a different area, mm-hmm. I suggest doing it. Yeah. I suggest take doing any, it. Take any, take any, uh, any uh any lead possible? Yes. Start from the bottom. Yes. Hey, my general manager, one of my stores, started for eight bucks an hour. There you the go. Floor. There you 2009, go. Two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Now he's general manager of two stores, manufacturing operation. You know he's he's doing good. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't I I couldn't be blessed more. What's what's the future hold here, man? That's what I was saying back there. Like I'm, you know, I, I said I, where I said I was curious to see like where concentrates will be in 15 years, or where mm-hmm. you know cannabis consumption methods will be at in 15 years. I'm also just, I'm also very curious as to where the industry will be in 15 years. You know, 
it's mm-hmm. 15 years ago, would I guess, like in 2016, to be where it is right now? Huh. I would. I, I don't think I would have ever thought that. You know, maybe you know, 20 more years from now. You know, but I didn't think it'd be this soon. Um, do you, Do you see it peeking out here anytime soon? I see more and more states legalizing, of course. You know, the mm-hmm. ones that have been really hesitant to legalize, they're going to do it, you know, just probably based on money alone, you know, where I, I feel like, you know, the first so many states to legalize um, did it for the cause. You know, people were out here um, that were passionate about legalizing because, frankly, it's just the right thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. And, absolutely. Um, so we get like, you know, places like Colorado. Colorado. Um, <clears throat> we legalize it because it's the right thing to do. But then you're going to get a lot of these other states. And uh, I'm going to use Kansas for an example. Mm-hmm. Money, tax dollars. <laughs> yeah. Money totally, is going to be what will oh, cause legalization in Kansas. Yeah, there's definitely revenue for the states and cannabis. For sure, Denver, so, Colorado. We've all proved we've proven that there. A lot of states that were hesitant to legalize. Once they start seeing the money, you know, you know, so many people, you know, so maybe really conservative people that are against maybe marijuana use. You can maybe uh, sell them on tax revenue, taxing it, regulating it, taxing it. Um, and you know, maybe they'll be for legalization then. So, uh, I see every state legalizing. Um, I, I think this is just the beginning, you know, it is just the beginning. It's just the beginning. You know, this is going to be the prohibition, the big marijuana revolution, you know, totally, man. People are just going to be so iry. (laughs) I I, now I don't know if it's real statistics. I hate to even say it, but I saw like some some bullshit statistics like murder down 66% in Colorado since marijuana was legalized. And it's like, wow, that's totally believable though, isn't it? (laughs) What I hear a lot about is, uh, you know, a lot less um, prescription, you know, painkiller prescription rate is down, um, which to me is great. You know, a lot of people are just so such a, such a problematic creature. Yeah. You know, and so many people that don't have access to medical-grade cannabis, you know, that's their only other choice for pain relief. And now a lot of these people are now able to uh, go a more organic route and uh, use something all-natural, such as cannabis. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, statistics are hard to... Man, everybody can manipulate that stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's hard. It's a hard one, but my gut feeling... And I have been wrong. My gut feeling says that when people given quality weed, access to quality weed, they'll choose that over other drugs. And it's just bang for the buck, right? People need to get high, want to get high in some manner, just human psychology. Sure. Hmm. I think we're all gravitated towards weed, right? Man, I'll tell you this, dude. You know what's definitely different? What's that? Remember downtown Denver, 2000. Nine, ten, man, fucking crackheads everywhere. Prostitution. I mean, hundreds and hundreds of people would be down there on the end of Colfax, right where that whole like intersection is. 
you know, the government building area. Yeah. Right. And that's gone now. Really? Yeah. When you go down there now, it's gone. Right. And, and I don't know. Was that because everybody like smoked some weed? And <laughs> I was like, fuck, dude, you know. I think this crack living on the street thing's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it's enlightenment, dude. You know, yeah. It's the tree of enlightenment. Yeah. I think... Uh, it's my fantasy. No, I've seen a lot of positive things happen out here, you know, since legalization. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. A lot of jobs. So many jobs created. So many jobs. And it's not just How jobs. How many people you guys employ, you know? Uh, gosh... 50 to 60 maybe yeah right man maybe around 50 i yeah um and it's not just jobs working in the marijuana industry think of all the other jobs it creates mm -hmm. uh anywhere from you know electricians all the extra work for electricians all the extra work for uh heating and air conditioning companies uh work for attorneys you know doing consulting for these businesses um, places such as uh, hydroponic stores, yeah, right, right. you Colby know, it's com. <laughs> you know, just Shame so many promotion, but for yeah, totally, right, right, you know, right. no, absolutely, and it is so a great much, store man, too. Man, but, uh, electricians, plumbers, all kind of people now, man, have been employed. Like it used to be easy to get a, a contractor, now it's difficult to get a contractor. Sure. Huge boom here. Hard to get commercial real estate. There's not. You know, there's find a find an empty warehouse. Find an empty warehouse. Yeah, right. No doubt. No Every warehouse in town is being rented out. Every warehouse, absolutely, right. So, yeah, man, it's been been an awesome, awesome conversation with you today. Yeah, you know, likewise. Uh, you know, I, I feel like there's so much more we can discuss. We need to like uh, get some of our other uh, super connoisseur weed friends over here and have a yeah. a, 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 a smoke off, so to speak. Hey, the fat. sounds good to me. Right, we'll get our other friend from Kansas and our other friend from Washington. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds like trouble. It does sound like trouble. I think we might have to do a little something with the ventilation here in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> we smoked it out today. Hey, you know what? That's fine. Hey, man, let's go roll some more up. Sounds good. All right, Real Dirt, Chip Baker, Jeff from Natural Remedies. This has been The Real Dirt with Chip Baker. I'd like to thank all of our guests for participating in this fun project. Thank you for sharing your stories and bringing your weed. A huge thanks goes out to Canacraft. They are leading the way in medicinal cannabis throughout California. Well, goddamn, we're just at the end of another episode of The Real Dirt, and I'd like to give a shout-out to all the people that put a helping hand in making this thing possible. That would be Willow, Lisa, David, Chris. Thanks, guys. You really made it happen. Without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.